We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Rob Dawson here. I got Jeff Goodman with me. Hell no. John Fink. Are we still live? Bill 68 till I die. I'm sorry, man. I'm blacked out. Randolph children. DJ Khaled, you know the big DJ Khaled guy? Hands grow up and in. Goodman needs to be fired all the time. Josh Pastor. You're going to beat people straight up. You know the deal. Drink responsibly tonight. I'll be drinking with you. Jarrell McNeil. From the bluest of the blue bloods to the smallest of the mid majors. This is Field of 68. After that. On this Thursday night, December the 21st, 2023. We welcome you to the Field of 68 After Dark. We have a great crew for you tonight. We've got Tyler Hansborough, the pride of the North Carolina Tar Heels. And we've got Randolph Childress. And want to start by saying, Randolph, congratulations for being named to the North Carolina Sports Hall of Fame. You'll be inducted May the 10th in Raleigh. Wake Forest own. I'm very, very happy for your RC. Congratulations to you on that big news. I appreciate that, man. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And I'm John Fanta. And ladies and gentlemen, we have a huge show for you tonight. Here's what we're going to tell you about in the hour. We are going to take the top 15 teams in the country. Of course, Purdue leading the way. But how about teams like Arizona, Marquette, Illinois? Top 15 teams. I'm going to ask the guys, national championship, final four, second weekend, or could be upset. We're going to play that game later in the show. But we begin this evening with a rivalry game that, quite honestly, tonight did not feel like much of that rivalry. That's because a lot of the Yum Center, which has typically been covered in Louisville Red throughout the years, had its highest amount of Big Blue Nation that we've seen in 40 years. Final score, Kentucky 95, Louisville 76. We begin with the Wildcats here. Antonio Reese with 30 points, Trey Mitchell with 18 and 12. But Randolph Childress, this line sticks out to me. Reed Shepard with 11 points and 11 assists. Yeah. How impressed were you with Kentucky? Oh, I'm very impressed with them. And, and, and I know we'll talk more about them throughout the show. Um, I, I'm impressed with him and Dillingham. I don't know if another team in the country has the quality of guards with Shepard and Dillingham coming off their bench. Yes. Like, I, I, in the country. And like We're talking about coming off the bench. And I think Dillingham is just electric and dynamic. 
I think his skill set is special. But I think Reed Shepard is the same. I think he's special in a different way. It's not as as a physical thing. Just He just knows how to play. He's efficient as hell. He just knows the game. He's mature well beyond his, his years. He shoots the hell out of it. Um, hell of a player. And, and, I, and like I said, if I was screaming like these guys should be starting or playing more, but the role that they're playing right now is great. And like I said, no one in the country has that production from their guards and that the, the potential like those two guys, like those two guards bring to this Kentucky lineup. I mean, it's ridiculous. Tyler Hansborough, is Kentucky a legit national championship threat? Not at this moment. And the reason I say that is because they are a young and developing team. And I, I agree with uh, a lot of what RC said, especially with Reed Shepard. I think Reed Shepard's been playing great. And, you know, a lot of people try to make a push sometimes for these bench players to come in and, you know, take starters or he should be starting. But if they're doing so good coming off the bench and having production like that, why even change it up, change it up if it's working? Uh, but – I will say that, um, you know, they are young, and I think they're going to have to improve on a lot of different aspects. Like, you know, the Bradshaw kid, he has dominated games, and also sometimes he's had some, uh, you know, it's not so good games. So I think as these young guys develop and they, you know, he's Shepard, Dillingham, those guys are just uh, bringing it every night. But as long as they get a few more supporting cast members and they play to somewhat of their potential, I think they could be a contender. I don't think they're quite there yet. You know who impresses me so much with them, too, is I was worried earlier about Trey Mitchell and how would he adjust. Mm -hmm. And he seems to have found his niche. I, I agree with you. The, the, guard, the freshmen are going to get better. We know they're going to get better. This is a team you want to get now because I think in February you're going to have problems because when they, this freshman group take a step. But in key moments of game, you know, we were worried, like, you know, is Trey Mitchell going to play the five? Now they got their big guys back. And what he's doing at the floor, he's stretching, he's rebounding, he's giving him size at the four spot. But when teams switch and that ball screen and you put guards on him, you can see them intentionally going to him in the post. And he's just crab dribbling, putting guards on his on his back and punish them inside, man. They're, they're figuring things out there. They can, you know, people give Kyle a lot of crap, but he's he's figuring this team out. It feels like that this is his best team in at least five years from a personnel standpoint in fitting what he does best. They can play extremely fast. They move the ball. Like the ball has stuck with them the past couple of seasons. And the other thing is it's taken a certain unit, right? A certain five for them to get the best. Right now, this team, you just said it, RC, like there's two sides of that. One, Reed Shepard and Rob Dillingham have been coming off the bench. Two, well, the fact they're coming off the bench sums up just how versatile this team can be. They don't have to rely on Formula A. It feels like, RC, this Kentucky team can answer question A, B, C, D, E. Whereas it seemed like the last couple of years, Cal needed this to happen for them to beat the elite opponent. Let's be honest. Most teams do. Most teams are like, hey, I got to have production out of this guy. There's not a lot of teams in the country that are just like, we don't know. It doesn't matter. Let's just do what we do. The ball will find you. Uh, you know, F, I come to my head, FAU's one. 
But most of the teams, even some of the better teams, like Purdue, Purdue needs Zach Eady to be Zach Eady, right? And there's still other teams. Not a lot of teams out there are just roll a ball out there and then go seven, eight, nine deep in their bench and can say, hey, our best our best player tonight may come from our bench. There's not a lot of teams that can do that. And Kentucky's they're young, but that's the option that they have. And, you know, bringing those guards and even their bigs, we don't know how, how, how elite or how good their bigs could be because they've been injured in the preseason. Those guys are coming around. They're getting healthy. Uh, like I said, this team is scary when it comes to what they can look like in February. Hansborough, does Coach Cal get unfairly treated? No, I don't think he does. Uh, you know, <laughs> if listen, if you coach Kentucky and uh, you don't expect to get criticized or be in the spotlight, then you're delusional. And I will say that you said this is the best team in the past five years. I sure hope so because the past five years hasn't been that uh, productive in the uh, postseason play. And I will say that Cal has done a good job uh, in this modern era of basketball where we hemorrhage threes and we play the, the the small people. I think that the too big traditional front with the bigs down low and making that work, I think that's a good way to play. And uh, I respect him for going uh, to that at times. And also that could be a better lineup uh, and a, a good chance for these young bigs, these young freshmen to really develop. All right, we have to acknowledge the the elephant in the room as well tonight, and that is is that Louisville with the loss drops to five and seven. Now the Cardinals had blown out Pepperdine uh, after quite a bit of heat that they took uh, last week with a number of situations uh, with player kicked off, and and they had to clarify that they lose to Arkansas State, they lose to DePaul. It was ugly. Uh, now tonight. They lose 95 to 76. The crowd was more blue than it was red. It's Louisville, Kentucky. This game's supposed to matter. Uh, Tyler Hansborough, as a guy who played for such a rich brand name in Carolina, you you appreciate the passion that a Louisville fan base would have and, and the brand that they have. What do you make of the current state of Louisville basketball? It's a very difficult situation. And for me, just being brutally honest, it's not too optimistic in its current state. And I think a lot of people have been raising questions whether Kenny Payne's a person or whatever. Uh, I don't have the answer on that, but I do know that when I watch them, sometimes it doesn't seem that uh, the team is in sync. And also when I do watch some of the post-game press conference, you know, there are some odd statements floating, and there's been a lot of dysfunction uh, within the team, which is never a good situation. But Louisville is a traditional powerhouse in college basketball. And uh, do I think they will figure it out? Yeah, at some point they will figure it out, uh, whether it be with Kenny Payne or somebody else. Uh, but I will say that Kenny, Kenny Payne has a really good reputation uh, before he took the job. And, you know, I'm not sure – you know, even in his mind, is this pressure good for his image or is he wanting to stick it through and really, you know, knowing what, uh, you know, some people are saying or what could happen, uh, I would like to see where his state is with it all. RC? 
we know Louisville didn't go into the tournament, right? I, 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 we know that. I, I think the question becomes internally, how bad was things when he took over? Or how'd you feel that way, right? And they won four games a year ago. You come back so far this year, they have, they, they've exceeded that already. We haven't gotten the conference play. We've, they've exceeded that. If you were to take the brand off and say it's not Louisville and someone wins four games and taking over, you're assuming there's just was something going on with that job. And let's be honest, there were, there were things at the end of Max regime there where the, the, the room was, hurt, was floating around that was hurting the program, was hurting recruiting, you know, with all that stuff with those guys. So this was supposed to kind of jumpstart things, and it didn't, not the way that you expected to be for Louisville. So um, that was – I think tonight said something. Tonight was – see that much blue – and Yum Yum Center was was a big story. Uh, I was one to think that their starting group in general was better. I, question, I had questions and concerns about their bench, but how much longer can these guys deal with that? You you, you got to know these kids hear this noise, and they didn't. Re- For that to be a rivalry game, and 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 entirely, no one has played in the best rivalry in college basketball is is the one you played in. It's Duke and Carolina. And I don't care what the records were, when those two teams line up, it's it's you're not leaving that game without leaving blood on the floor. I don't care 100%. if Duke's number one and Carolina is is the 300 ranked team or vice versa. When you guys walked off that court, throw the records out. That was an all out brawl, and mm-hmm. you didn't see that tonight. And you've been in some battles. Obviously, you won your fair share of them. But even on lesser talented teams that got Duke, you guys had to compete your ass off, you know, to get to get the W. And tonight just didn't seem to be that. You know, they they just seemed like they gave him a punch early. Soon as they got hit back, it was like, all right, man, here we go again. Like that's they look like a team that's like, man, it it, it it's it's starting to snow. Yeah, this and is I would just say. That is yeah. one thing that I've always respected about Kay is how hard his teams fought. But also, just not that rivalry. You look at yeah. uh, the Kansas-Mizzou rivalry early on in the year. Mizzou went over to Kansas and gave them a run in the first half. They played their tail off and made it somewhat of a ball game. And it just seems like, you know, I actually tuned in to see how bad Kentucky was going to beat them at Louisville. And uh, to be quite honest, I'm surprised that it was even this close. Uh Going off of, uh, you know, I was watching the Arkansas State game because uh, I grew up about an hour and a half from Arkansas State when they went to Louisville. And I was tuning in to see if they're going to beat them. And uh, they did. So, yeah, it's uh, to me, RC, I don't think it's too optimistic when I see it. Do I see like, hey, things are really improving? Does it seem like the kids are encouraged to play? Does it seem like there's a good, clear direction? I don't see that right now at Louisville. This is just plain sad. It's a matter of time. Yeah. It's just a matter because yeah, because now everybody's turned on them. Whether they pull the trigger, whether they don't. Right. It, 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 the feeling it feels like everyone is turned on them. Like it's just a matter of time. That's just the way it feels. Yeah, and, and as an athletic director, Josh Hurd, you're going to determine here whether or not for your kids, players, is it best to keep the head coach and ride out the season or is it best to make the move because there's just so much dysfunction? One thing's for certain. I'm not going to express anger like last week. Kenny Payne's a good man, but he's 9-35. and 35. 
He's nine and thirty-five as the head coach of Louisville basketball. That's just not getting it done, man. This is plain sad. I mean, we're watching a game to see how badly Kentucky beats Louisville. What has that come to? It's embarrassing. And if you're the Louisville Cardinals, it's time for change. I mean, enough is enough. It's got to happen because what happened tonight is just the latest example for this program that they've reached a point where they're beyond rock bottom. They're just plain sad. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's where we stand here on the field of 68 after dark. Coming up, we'll do an ACC forecast and go around the top 15 big national title contenders. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When crossing state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, Parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. Welcome back to the field of 68 After Dark on this Thursday night. Happy holidays, everybody. Merry Christmas. I'm John Fanta. Randolph Childress is here. Tyler Hansborough is here. And, fellas, we're going to talk about the ACC in a little bit. We'll also break down the top 15. But we're going to head to a Big Ten check-in right now. Number one, Purdue, no surprise here, winning 100-57 to tonight over Jacksonville. Zach Eady with a modest 18-8. and eight. Lance Jones with 16. Trey Kaufman-Wren with 15. Purdue, 11-1 and one on the season. 
the natural questions are this. Uh, number one, RC, if you had any concern or any thought with Purdue, big picture, because they've just been so, so damn good, what would it be? And, and number two, do you think anybody in the Big Ten can threaten them? No. First, no one's threatening them. I, I, think they, I think that's probably as large a gap in power five or power six conferences. I think that, that that's the, that's how I feel about that. Maybe, no, no, let me take that back. Arizona at Pac-12 is first. I think that gap is ridiculous. I don't think they, yeah, I think that's a really big gap. But I think that much of Purdue, um, early on, and we'll find out, There's I don't know who, who challenges them. You know, I, I think we're sitting here, we're looking for seconds. I think we, from a resume standpoint, it, it would be Wisconsin. You, you've had to say from who's had some big wins early on this year, uh, Ohio State. I'm glad those guys have got it going. They're starting out. To, they're starting to play really, really well. But challenging Purdue, I, I, you know, it was supposed to be Michigan State. That ship has sailed. I don't believe that they'll. I think they'll figure some things out. But I have my concerns about Michigan State, and I know we'll get into them in a little bit here. But that's a large gap between if they're healthy with Purdue and the rest of the Big Ten. Tyler? No, nobody's challenging Purdue right now, not the way that Purdue is playing. And also, Purdue has had a lot of improvement uh, from their guard play, in particular Fletcher Lawyer. Uh, he's really improved. Braden Smith has really improved as well. When they're playing and they're giving you production like they've been giving, uh, Purdue can beat anybody. And also they played arguably the toughest schedule in college. And so they're battle-tested. Uh, I don't like the fact that they play in the Big Ten because I think once they get in the league play, uh, they're not going to see uh, a lot of different styles. And I don't think Big Ten has the quality teams at, you know, SEC, Big East, or, you know, the ACC. So uh, that is my only concern. And also I do think the fact that they got bounced in the first round last year uh, is a good motivating factor and keeps them hungry. Purdue with a net ranking of four, five and one against quad one. Five quadrant one wins. That is the most in college basketball. And then two and oh against Q2. They've only played one quadrant four game. Like that's something I look at too. It's not like they've got a couple of really great wins and then they they scattered across a couple of pipsqueaks. They have not done that. I think, Tyler, the follow-up is, like, if you're Matt Painter, okay, is this the if not now, then when moment for him? Not for me. I'm a big Matt Painter fan. I think Zach Eady is a – as for college, and I know you've said this, generational talent – I do. I agree with you, Fanta. I think he is, uh, you know, the way he is dominating is uh, extremely rare and we, we don't appreciate it enough. Some people are getting a little bored with it and expect it every single night. Uh, but no, I, I think Painter's too good of a coach not to have another chance or to get other quality players to put himself in this position uh, after Edie is gone. I, 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 uh, I don't agree with that one. I think that it's – we're not talking about Purdue being good because we know with Matt Painter, they're going to be good. They're, they're just That's just what it is. He's one of the best out there. But I do think there's a lot of pressure or internal pressure because you got the best dude in college basketball. And outside of what, Big Dog, 
Like, how many times in the history of this program can you say, I got the baddest dude in college basketball? That's not something that, that you're going to be able to say at Purdue. And, you know, I've, I've already said, I think the player of the year award, I think that's what, that, award, that award is done. I, I, I think, I even think the defensive player of the year award is done. I think he's that dominant. Uh, he should get both of those awards right now. Uh, you know, I, I, unless something happens and, you know, he, he gets, you know, sick or something and for a couple of days, I, I don't know what it'll take because he seems to be, you know, just unstoppable. Um, I think the time, though, is that you having a player this dominant, you got to do something special with them because it's, they're going to win and get to the tournament going forward. But you're not going to have the na- the national player of the year uh, and and, pro- and I think the back-to-back national player of the year. Like, you're, if, you know, if you're at one of these Blue Bloods, the way he built that program, that's where the pressure comes from, that they're, that they're going to be good. They're great right now. They're dominant and they're great. And that's not something that Matt can hang his hat on and take lightly. And I know he doesn't, but there is a lot of pressure after last year. I think that helps them this year. And I think they'll be like Virginia was. I think they have that type of motivation coming into this year, and I don't think it'll slow down. It's very strange, the discourse around the number one team in the country in college basketball. Is it not? Like, all it done is win. They, they got the one loss, and it, it took an otherworldly performance by Boo Booey. Right. right. And every time we start a conversation with them, it's got to start with FDU or why you don't trust them or this or that or this or that. I have never in my life, this guy's got it locked up, National Player of the Year. He'll be the first back-to-back National Player of the Year since Ralph Sampson. Ralph Sampson. And we got people – I mean, Tyler. Tyler could have been there too, and we could talk about voters all day and all, all that, all that stuff. That's that's for a different discussion. But like, what? Why the hell, Tyler? Why the hell are there people, people that cover this sport that I I respect and like, like they they do a great job. But there are some smart people who are like, yeah, but 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 he's tall. Come on, man. What are you watching? <laughs> that is the dumbest. I've heard, I've heard that too. And uh, if you haven't seen Zach Eadie and how he's improved, uh, then uh, you don't understand basketball. The way he's finishing also through contact this year uh, is incredible. He's making some very difficult shot, uh, shots with multiple people hanging on him at times. He's a very tough player to uh, actually officiate because there's a lot of times where you could probably call – almost a foul every single time he's down the court. And I do think that he's such a dominant player that he requires that much attention from the from the defense. And also I do think that Edie's progression with his body and like it, he is for his footwork and his touch with his hands, for his size, that is extremely rare. And uh, it's it's not just because he's tall. Believe me, there's – there's been a lot of tall guys in college basketball that haven't been dominating or don't have the skill set that Edie has. And he has improved his touch around the rim. He's also a very good free throw shooter, and he's changed his body. So uh, I, I think that's a ludicrous argument. Uh, I'm with you, Fanta. You know why? Because he plays at Purdue, and he's not flashy. That's the only things you can hold yeah. against him. Other than that, domination again and he does it on both ends of the floor 
So, and, and his improvement has been amazing. But I, I, the naysayers or the non-believers is only holding it against him because people expect that guy to be in Kentucky or Carolina or Indiana or Blue Blood, UConn. They don't expect that that guy to be in, in Purdue. And, and he's not flashy. He's not, you know, if it was Ivy and the flashy athleticism, jump through your screen, you would be okay with it. That's not him. He looks like he can't jump over the curve. Truth. All right, so let's talk about the rest of the Big Ten. Illinois is ranked 13th in the country. Wisconsin's 24th. Randolph, if you were to look at who do you think will be second in this league, maybe it's a team that's outside the top 25. What's your thought process entail there? Uh, I'm going to say – right now I'll say Illinois. I, I, I They're competing. I would like to see them long-term. I wish they would develop a guy that I would consistently play at the level of, with Terrence Shannon. And I don't know if that's possible, right? Um, but I love their, their – their, they compete their ass off. We know they're, coach, they're well-coached. Um, I, I, so I, I'm going to stick with Illinois right now. But I'm I actually I'm, – but I'm cheering for Ohio State, believe it or not. Like, I, just from a standpoint yeah. of they've got so much crap over the years and and everybody, you know, <laughs> you know, people have, make it easy. To, they call it for people jobs and and and, and I'm, so I'm cheering for those guys. They've gotten all that. They, they've figured some things out. And Roddy Gale, you know, coming in there and, and being productive with those guys as well. So I, I'm cheering for the Buckeyes as well. Tyler. Yeah. So after Purdue, for me, it is Illinois too. I like Terrence Shannon. I think he's a he can get you a bucket. They have been a little sporadic, and the reason I believe in them is because they've shown flashes where they can really play well. And uh, if they can play to that potential, I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, but I'm not giving up on the Michigan Michigan State Spartans. Uh, I do believe in Izzo. I think he will have his team ready, uh, especially with his familiarity with the Big Ten and how to coach his teams. I'm not giving up on Tyson Walker or A.J. Hogard. I think they can develop and get it going. And also, I do think they have some pieces that they're going to bring along. Uh, so I'm not giving up on uh, the Spartans just yet. You should all right, right, RC, that at the end of the day, what they did against Baylor, Tyson Walker is going to be a bucket. The question's been, where's the help coming from, and can they make enough perimeter shots? They played with some tempo against Baylor. They scored over 20 fast break points. Are you buying Michigan State now? I, I'm going to say this to you guys, I, I and I always say this because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Tom Izzo fan. I, I, I am. I'm a big Tom Izzo fan. I'm a big Tom Izzo believer. But I, I've been on record, and I've said this. This team reminds me of, of your Tar Heels from a year ago. And I think people underestimate mm -hmm. the loss of Brady Manning. Now, I'm not saying they're not they're not they're going to go from the you know fourth ranked team to not making a tournament. But what I mean is, and you and, and let me finish because you 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 understand what I'm saying. Why, why I say that? Because you lose Brady Manick, and when you got a stretch four that, that stretches your defense the way they do, the, you know, and then now when you run all them ball screens with that guy, it allowed Caleb Hill and R.J. Davis and those guys. It just opened up the paint for Armando and those guys. Hauser did the same thing for this group a year ago. He leaves, and they make they this did. run, and we make the same thing. Oh, they top four, they top four. And I think the pressure all year long that was like, Carolina, you're number one. You're not living up to the number one. You're not living up to the number one. 
I think that's part of what I my concern is for Michigan State. That the pressure and the expectation is they're the number they're the fourth ranked team in the country. This is a Final Four team. This is a national championship team, and I I need to see more of that from Baylor game. They played like the fourth ranked team in the Baylor game. They hadn't played like that all year. And so I'm going to need to see more of that before I'm ready to put them back. But I think they dug themselves in a massive, massive hole. And I, I worry about the pressure of trying to be the fourth-ranked team in the country all year long. Because I don't think they ever get back up to those rankings. I, first of all, I don't think they're a Final Four team. I think they, may, they could possibly be the second-best team in the Big Ten. Uh, so that's where I put them. I think there's only one team that can make the Final Four in the Big Ten, and that's Purdue. Uh, I just wanted to say that. But, uh, well, yeah, I, I understand your point on that. No, no. I mean, because I'm saying they were preseason fourth. So if they preseason fourth, oh, I know. that's got to be Final Four. And, and the run that they finished last year, that's got to be what, what they returned. It's, it's similar. That, that's all my point was, isn't the similarities in those mm-hmm. two. Not saying they won't make the tournament because I think they'll, they'll – I, I have faith that they'll get in. I just don't think they'll be as good as everyone thought they would be at the beginning of the year. And it looks like this league can get seven or eight. It looks like this league can get seven or eight then teams the NCAA tournament. We'll see how that pans out. How many teams from the ACC are going to dance? How many teams are going to dance from there? We'll talk about that after this. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When crossing state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, Parlay odds boosts. So download the BetMGM app today. Welcome back to the Field of 68 After Dark. John Fanta, Randolph Childress, Tyler Hansborough with you. We had a huge night in college hoops last night. And guess who played and balled out? The ACC. Duke made a statement by beating Baylor at Madison Square Garden. North Carolina, goodbye to Oklahoma. And their unbeaten record, Tar Heels, they were able to really put on a strong performance with an 81-69 to 69 win. So before we get to the ACC in, in, in more depth, RC, Duke wins at the Garden over Baylor. UNC beat a very good Oklahoma team. Of those two games, who, who shined to you the most? Oh, I was more impressed with – I think Carolina's really good. So I, I'm not I, – I thought they would 
take care of business. They dropped two games in a row, so I knew they'd come out with their hair on fire and respond and, and, and beat Oklahoma, and they did. Uh, I was a little worried about Duke. Um, with Tyrese Proctor being, being out of the game, I thought with Tyrese coming in, I thought his issue would be um, just not being able to stay healthy. I mean, not him not being – with him not being out there, that was my issue concern about the overall group with him with his – and McCain, Jared McCain steps up. Uh, Go ahead, RC. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. We had some sound like some technical difficulty there. <laughs> With Jared McCain stepping up, I, I thought he was big, and he's been big since Proctor's been out. And Roach has been standing in a close for those guys. So. Uh, that's the biggest thing for me, and I, I was impressed with those guys closing out because Tyrese Proctor is their best perimeter defender, and he has size, and he's their best playmaker. He takes care of the ball. So to see those guards step up without him in a game of that magnitude was was big. I was more impressed with Duke's win against Baylor uh, than I was because I just think Carolina's really damn good. All right. I'm not making, I'm not making Hansborough answer the question, but Hansborough, please hop in the car right now and put the foot <laughs> on the gas pedal. And you tell me what you saw from North Carolina last night beating Oklahoma. Well, Fanta, I'm going to be honest with you. I wasn't too impressed with North Carolina last night. And the reason I say that. Really? Uh, Wait a minute. What? I, <laughs> well, I don't think that I'll just be honest. I don't think Oklahoma's strength of schedule is that, you know, up there with, uh, uh, you know, a lot of other teams. And I think they've, even though they were, you know, 10 and 0 when we played them or whatever, undefeated i don't think that was really a um a reflection of the team that they are i think we'll find out once they start the big 12 and they're really tested to see what they're uh what they're really about uh but i think there was a few turnovers that i saw that uh you know i i kind of scratched my head a little bit and you know i'm not a big fan of the you know the careless casual turnovers uh especially you know, my whole thing is like I, I love I love it when Armando rim runs and it allows him to get a deep ceiling position in the post and it it also gives him a chance to go up and score without two or three defenders on him. And for him to sit there and, you know, post up a foot sometimes outside the lane allows the defense to kind of collapse on him. And uh, I think that makes it difficult. I would like to see a little more production from the the bench at times, but I, I do think the thing that I take away that's a positive for this win is that uh, we've lost a few games, and this was a must win. And I would say last year in particular, when we did take, uh, you know, multiple L's, you could see the guys' body language just act like they were just depleted. And I didn't see that. I, I, I saw them come out and fight and uh, get a win. So that was satisfying. But I will say that R.J. Davis is hooping right now. He's been a consistent scorer. He's been explosive. He's doing a lot of different things for us. And I do like the addition of Harrison Ingram because I think he does a lot of different things, and he allows us to go small with different lineups and do different things. Even though Cormac at times you know, can be a little sporadic, I think he does add a lot when I talk about like, you know, the spirit of the team coming out, you know, you know, getting guys fired up. I like that aspect from Cormac Ryan. Tyler, what do you think is wrong with Armando Baycott? Uh, I don't think there's anything. Well, 
I think what he's doing is he's, you know, a bigger focal point of the the defense. And I think the the thing that I see, especially now, especially all across college basketball, this isn't just uh, Armando. The big men in today's game, they don't understand how to get sealing. Like they don't understand how to seal their defender and get good post position. Uh, they don't. Their movement without the ball isn't great. And I think you know when you're a, a player of our Armando status that's going to demand a lot of attention and teams are going to scout you, you know, every bucket is going to be contested. Teams are going to know what your favorite move is, what you're going to do a majority of the time. And you've got to find ways to move without the ball to put yourself in position that doesn't allow the defense to collapse on you where you can go right up and score. And, you know, I saw it last night. He made some incredible post moves, especially like the, the back down, back down, crab dribble, crab dribble you know, do a little shimmy, then go right to that right hook. I love that move, but a majority of times he's not going to be in single cover coverage on that. He's going to have to go up through two. And so that's why I like him rim running. And I think uh, that's kind of uh, – he's having to learn to move without the ball and put himself in better position to go right up, not allow the defense to collapse on him. But also I will say that RJ is taking a bigger role uh, for this team this year, which – you know, it's not just pass around the perimeter and just try to pound it into Armando. And I, I don't think that was the most effective offense for us last year, even though everyone said, we got to get the ball to Armando. We got to get the ball to Armando. Uh, we just could never figure it out how to get it to him efficiently. Mm. RC, any thoughts on Armando Baycott? I don't think anything's wrong. I just think that the way the pace that they're playing, they're not playing through him. I think that's the only difference. They're they're, they're playing more open. They're playing more, uh, better spaced. Uh, there are some things like Tyler said. I think he can post up seal probably a little better to get touches. Um, but they're, they're they're giving him a look. If not, they're just playing. They're just playing at a at a pass because instead of sitting there looking trying to fake get the ball to him, they're just getting off it. And when the ball moves, they're pretty damn good. Yeah. Do you think the key RC to is that they are... Say it again. I said the, the key to Carolina is just guarding. If they continue to guard and, and defend, I think they're 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 going to be fine. Well, that's what I was going to ask you here. I mean, do you think that this team is is poised to be sitting in Arizona in, at a Final Four come April? And to that end. Do you think that Carolina is the front runner in the ACC to win the regular season? I I think Clemson's going to have something to say about that. I, I I do. I think a healthy Clemson team will have something to say about that. Uh, but I, I, again, Carolina, I, I've been I've been impressed with the way they play. I, I think they'll be right there. They're they're, they're getting better. I, the one thing that I will say I need to see out of Carolina is for them to win a game without. R.J. Davis playing like a first-team All-American right now, like he's playing. Like, who else is going to help step up when he isn't playing like a first-team All-American? And and right now, he's been playing as good as any guard in the country. And on an off night, where are they going to get that offensive production from? Would be a concern that I have for them. That's the only thing I would say right now. Tyler, you think it's your Tar Heels that are the clear frontrunner in the ACC? I think Clemson right now uh, is the one that presents him with the biggest challenge. But I would say, and in my non-biased opinion, 
UNC is a front runner right now. Uh, but I will say that the key, like like RC just said, are we going to show up and play defense? If we do that, we can we can play with anybody. But I also think there's one other key, and that's the development of Elliot Cadeau. If he really develops and you know comes on, and you know you'll see a few freshman mistakes from him. But as the season goes on, if those you know start to kind of fade away, and he really gets his confidence up, and he adds a little more scoring, because he is a guy that. You know, last year we didn't have a guy who could really find the open, you know, player, could really pass the ball. And to me, Elliot Cadeau could pass the ball a little bit like Kendall Marshall. He can find, uh, you know, the open player and really create for his teammates. So his development's going to be key for me. And I would like to see one other bench player. I know Seth Trimble's been playing well. Uh, but also, I think Jalen Washington, I think he could be somebody that could step up and, you know, provide – Armando with a little bit of breather and, you know, contribute in a positive way. So, you know, I, I would like to see a little bit uh, production from the bench. But besides that, I like the additions and where, the direction that this team is heading. And, and guys, let's not let's not forget how young that Duke team is. You know, we just talked about Kentucky and how much better they're going to be going forward. Duke is really talented and they're young. They're really young. So let's not we, we can't uh, not acknowledge that. There's a lot of upside with that group, and they got to get – obviously getting Tyree Proctor back in a couple of weeks, so whenever he gets back, that'll be big. Do you think that Duke could win the ACC, RC? I think they could, um, but I, I, I think there are things they have to figure out. But but I've seen those things, right? Like we, like to me, my concern earlier in the year, all the pressure and expectations of Tyree Proctor, right? Then you look at Jared McCain struggled out of the gate. Now this injury, now he's taken off. And now can he, you know, can they figure out that with those guys? And then Caleb Foster, like that's the key to see if they can win it. If they keep, if Jared McCain cannot take a back seat and continue to be aggressive and effective, even when Tyrese Proctor comes back, I like their chances because they need Tyrese Proctor to come back and be effective because he is their best perimeter defender and he's their best point guard. Quickly, quickly, do either of you have a dark horse in this league, a team that we have not mentioned that you think is going to be dangerous? My Dicks. What are you talking about? My Dicks. <laughs> Your Dicks? Uh, yeah, like we're talking about a dark horse. I'm going to go with my Dicks. Why not? You're going to you're gonna go with your Dicks. I'll tell you I'm what. Home. I'm going to pull my homer card out, man. I'm going to pull ahead. my homer card out. Hey, the fifth highest team, the fifth highest team in Kempom in this league happens to be Jeff Capel and Pitt. They're nine and three. Yeah. Blake Hinson scoring at an incredibly high clip. Don't count out those Panthers to be competitive in that league. Hey, we are going to give you the top 15 teams in the AP poll. We'll tell you if you're a contender or a pretender next on After Dark. As you guys know by now, we've partnered with BetMGM Sportsbook for this college basketball season. We're going to be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks and predictions throughout the college basketball season. And we are going to have special offers for you, the listeners and the viewers on the field of 68, each and every week during the season. If you haven't signed up with BetMGM yet, use the bonus code FIELD1500 and you will get up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager on BetMGM Sportsbook. Here's what you got to do. Download the BetMGM app. 
Sign up using the bonus code FIELD1500. Deposit at least $10 and place your first wager on any game. You will receive up to $1,500 in bonus bets if that bet loses. Just make sure you use the bonus code FIELD1500 when you sign up. And remember, BetMGM is now available under one wallet in select states. As a New Jersey resident, this is super convenient for me when I have to go cover games in New York or Philly. When across the state borders, just log into your existing account instead of having to create new accounts in each state that you go to. And most importantly, I got to let you know, we do have some fun stuff coming up for this college basketball season. Bet insurance tokens, college hoops odds boosts, my personal favorite, parlay odds boosts so download the bet mgm app today it's now time for a game of contender or pretender where we give you the ap top 15 polls top 15 teams in the poll and we tell you where they fall in our pecking order john fanta tyler hansborough randolph childress with you on the field of 68 after dark so gentlemen Here's what we're going to do. We have about 10 minutes to do this game, so we're going to go relatively quickly. I have tiers. Title favorites, final four, second weekend, or upset alert, meaning you don't trust them. Basically, you get 15 teams. Four is the maximum in a tier, so you got to be careful here. We don't have a ton of time, so if we all agree on something, we don't need to keep discussing that team. We'll move on, all right? Let's begin with the number one team in the country. Play along with us in the YouTube chat. Number one, Purdue. Are they title favorite? Final four to you? Second weekend? Or upset alert? I'll allow Tyler Hansborough to give us his thought. This is the easiest one um, that you're going to ask me. This, they are the title favorite right now. I mean, their strength of schedule, who they've beaten, uh, best player in college basketball, and the improvement of their guards especially from last year to this year, this is a no-brainer. RC, do you have any objection to that briefly? Let's keep it moving. Next team. Like in that, so uh, title that. favorite, Purdue is a title favorite. Number two is Kansas. RC, is Kansas title favorite, final four, second weekend, or upset alert? Uh, I I think I, – I do have my concerns with, with Kansas – Shooting the basketball, I, I think three-point shooting is—it has to be a concern. Um, when your best three-point shooter is Hunter Dickinson, then there's reason that you, you know you, your reason to be upset. So I go second weekend. I, I think it's—I I can see weekend. second weekend. I don't Man. see Final Four. I don't think this is a Final Four championship team. Okay, Tyler, Fanta, how many, how many title favorites can I have? You can have up to four. You can have up to four. Up to four. Remember, okay. You could also have final four. So if you don't think they're a title team, you could put them in the final four. They're a title team. Bill Self, uh, arguably the best coach in college. Uh, I do believe in Hunter Dickinson. I know they don't have the depth or the shooting, but they have pieces and they have guys that can score. McCuller, I like his game. Uh What's the other? K.J. Adams is also yeah. athletic, playing well. And if you get scoring per production from somebody like him, uh, you know, you're just getting, you know, it's, that's, a, that's a bonus. But uh, also the guard, Dewan Harris, or, yeah, I think he is, a, he is one of the best defenders in college, and that's kind of getting a little bit, you know, overlooked at times. Uh, but, uh, 
Yeah, I, I know that they uh, lack depth, but they're a title contender to me. So if you've got title and RCS second weekend, can I go in between? Because of Bill South, they're 10-1. and one. Is it acceptable for us to go in between guys and put them in the final four tier? How's that sound? Meet me halfway. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I think it's, yeah. At least for Bill Self. Meet me halfway. Let's move on. Number three, Houston. Okay. So interesting because we haven't talked a ton about Houston. They're 11-0. They have not played the schedule that others have. But at the end of the day, Kelvin Sampson's team just keeps winning. They beat Texas A&M. RC, Houston. What tier are they in? Final four. Uh, I think this team is – offensively better than they've been in the past. I think we'll see that. They'll get tested here in the Big 12. Um, and and to me, once you get to the Final Four, obviously anything happens. But I, I think this Houston team is a Final Four caliber team. Tyler, any objection? Um, yes, second weekend. And the reason I say that is uh, I think that, the you know, going into a new conference, I think that's going to wear them down. Unfamiliar. Uh, so the course of that, also their strength of schedule hasn't been, you know, up there with the big dogs. Uh, so I, I'm going to go second weekend with them. I'm going to break. I'm going to break the tie and put them in the final four tier, because that team is so tough defensively. We get we also we get eight teams. If you're not putting that team in the top eight uh, of this game, L.J. Cryer, Jamal shed too much. Here we go, number four, Arizona. I'm, I'm going to sit here and say title favorite for Arizona. Does anybody disagree? I'm, I'm putting disagrees. them there, too. But Arizona is a title favorite. Number five, with you. UConn. UConn. RC, where does UConn fall on this? Can you tell me where Kling's health is? That that, that dictates let's, everything. Because if, if he's healthy, I'm going final four. I'm going final four. If he's healthy, I, I, they, they, they can be a Phoenix. They can be in Phoenix if, if uh, he's healthy. Hands, bro. Title contenders. I, I think they're the toughest playing team in college. Uh, they run a style of offense that will wear defenses down. Um, and if Klingon is healthy, they're going to be a contender. Also, Trisha Newton arguably playing the best, uh, you know, in the point guard position uh, in college right now. I, I'm a big believer. I love the way they play. They beat up teams and they play hard. Respect it. I'm not going recency bias. They had a dumpster fire game. It was a hot mess. It was awful. Up until that point, they were the most complete team in college basketball. I'll break the tie and put them as third title Favorite. I'm going with Hansborough on this one. Here we go. Number six. I Marquette. actually agree with y'all. I'm sorry. I, I I thought we could only have one of those, so I messed the game up. I pulled a, a, a gobbly. <laughs> I pulled a dug. So I, I definitely think that. <laughs> okay. Pulled a dug. So we only got one title favorite left. Okay, we only got one title yes. favorite left. Marquette, Hansborough, Marquette. Where do they fall? Final four. Uh, second weekend. And listen, they've had some questionable games. They've been a little streaky. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of Tyler Kolick, uh, and I do like Shaka, but I, I don't know. I just can't turn the corner with this team. I've, I've seen them play a little shaky, and I don't know if it was a break uh, with finals week, but I don't know. It ruined my taste for them. RC said final four. I am going to be with Hansborough on this one today. I'm a little concerned about their rebounding. I'm a lot concerned about their rebounding. They've gotten commanded on the glass in these losses. Marquette is in the second weekend. 
Shaka Smart's only made the second weekend once in his career. Uh, let's move on. Number seven, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Now, it sounds like, Hansborough, you think this could be an upset alert team. I do. Uh, I don't think their strength of schedules you – know, I, don't, I don't think they've played uh, the quality teams that they're going to play in the Big 12. So I did say that I want to see what they do in the Big 12 to really gauge what I think of this team. But I do think they have pieces, uh, whether they evolve and uh, become the team that their record you know, shows right now is yet to be determined. So, I, yeah, I would say ups alert right now. I'm going to put them there as well. We got to keep this moving. RC, Tennessee. Where does Tennessee stand? Uh, where do we gauge outside of the Final Four? What's outside of that? I don't, I don't think they're a Final Four team. I worry about them offensively. So whatever, whatever's below Final Four. That means second weekend. You don't trust them enough second offensively. Weekend. I don't trust no. them either offensively enough still. Let's go to Kentucky. This is the interesting one. All right. Kentucky, and by the way, want to remind you, get the Vaulted app. If you don't have it, you need to get it. And tonight, here's my challenge. Kentucky wins the SEC. They're going to win the SEC regular season title. I love Vaulted because I can put in challenges, and it doesn't matter what part of the year they come in. Vaulted saves the challenge. You can do it against your friends. You can do it against your family. It's the perfect thing to download. During the holiday season, check out Vaulted. Do the Vaulted Challenge. Kentucky will win the SEC. I know you two accept the challenge. RC, what tier is Kentucky in? National title, Final Four, second weekend, or upset alert? Final Four. Hansboro, just say it. I'm with RC. I hate to say this. Kills me. Final Four. <laughs> Their freshmen are going to get better and better. Reed Shepard, he's playing unbelievable too. So, All, All right, right here we four. go. We have two minutes. You can't even explain. R.C. Baylor. Upset. Upset. Hansboro. Final four. They have one of the best guards in college, and Scott Drew, his defense and uh, his experience. Can, uh, I trust on. that. I'm going second weekend in between you two. North Carolina, Hansboro. Title contenders. They're going to improve and get better and better as they go on. I know that's my fifth contender. Uh, so, uh, final RC, four, second uh, yeah, second weekend, second weekend. I'm going to go second weekend. I'm going to go final four in between you two. I think they could make the final four Creighton Creighton RC. Just say it. Upset. I agree. Tyler. Final four. I like Kalkbrenner. I think they have pieces wow. of four. I, I believe in them. Final four. I, I, they're my dark okay. horse. All right, we got three teams. Illinois, Hansboro, Illinois. Upset. They're too sporadic. RC? I switched them in Carolina. Upset. <laughs> okay, FAU. RC? Oh, you know I love them. Sec uh, second weekend. No, I'm second going final weekend. four. I'm all in on my guys. I'm going for one team. One team remains. Gonzaga. Just say it, RC. Upset. 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 That's it. We did all 15. Unbelievable. This has been another edition of After Dark. Tyler Hansbrough for Randolph Chuck. I'm John Santa. Thanks for watching.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.